Welcome to the weekly podcast at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church. My name is Doc Hollingsworth. I'm senior pastor of this great congregation, and we're delighted that you've joined us. Our prayer for you is that as you listen to this message, you might feel closer to God and closer to God's hope for you. Our pastor and his wife are on a few days of vacation, and it is my joy and honor to come and offer God's word for you today. We find our scripture reading in some very familiar words, Hebrews 12, verses 1 and 2. Listen, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely And let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us. Looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the sake of the joy that was set before him endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. Twenty years ago, this last May, I had a special encounter with the song that the choir sang a few moments ago. You don't know this yet, but thank you for singing. You see, it was High School Graduate Recognition Sunday at the First Baptist Church in Knoxville, Tennessee. Our oldest child, Emily, was graduating from high school, making her the the first of our children to go away. Those kinds of services are always filled with great emotion. Some of you may know and remember. And just before I was to stand up and preach... Emily stood and sang, Find Us Faithful, as a solo. And as I'm hearing her sing these words and thinking through all the memories that dads do on occasions like these great transitions in life, I did my best to try to hold it together. For did you hear the words that they sang a few moments ago? May the footprints that we leave lead them to believe, and the lives we live inspire them to obey. Oh, may all who come behind us find us faithful. And on that day of important transitions, on that day of deep emotions, as she was singing, I began to think, had the footprints of my own life led my children to believe? Had they been inspired by the life I lived to obey? 
Was I running with perseverance the race that was set before us? I did my best to pull it all together and then stand up and preach without being a blubbering mess. But on this day, 20 years later, as I listened to those words and as the words of our anthem were inspired by these words in Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, maybe the question for all of us is, what, what kind of footprints are you leaving behind? May the footprints that we leave, the song says. So, what are the footprints of our lives? And maybe these words from Hebrews 12 can encourage us to think, can challenge us as we live, can motivate us to leave this place thinking about the footprints that we leave. I hope so. So, let's begin at the beginning. The first word of Hebrews 12 takes us back to the previous chapter. The first word is, therefore. I had a great teacher, my dad, who taught me, anytime you see a therefore in Scripture, you need to look to see what it is there for. (laughs) And it always points back. That's the key thing to remember. So when you see therefore, it's referring to something that has already been. So don't just start with verse 1. You look back a bit. Therefore, it's therefore as a way of pointing us to what had come before. All of Hebrews chapter 11 is this great passage that's sometimes called the roll call of faith or the hall of fame of faith. It is this beautiful description of heroes of faith from the Old Testament days that demonstrated faith in God. And therefore, because of all of that great heritage, then the writer of Hebrews goes on to say, because of those who have come before us, we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. And you have this beautiful picture that this cloud of witnesses, it's those who've gone before. It's the heroes of the Bible. It's, it's heroes of our faith. And in our day, we could say, not only is it all of the Bible heroes and the heroes throughout the Christian history, it's, it's people we might remember in our families and who sat on pews of this church and other churches. It's those in our past who helped us to grow, who cheered us along the way. We're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. I love that picture. That picture that as we run this race, which is the Christian faith, as we do our best to follow Jesus faithfully, as we as we want to be found faithful, that we actually have a cheering section. And this cheering section is all of those who come before us who help to prepare the way. But it's not just that, is it? For you see, if the great cloud of witnesses is the church of yesterday and it's the people of faith of yesterday, the biblical heroes and the Christian heroes... If the people of God form this great cloud of witnesses, aren't we the people of God also? 
In other words, the great cloud of witnesses is not just something in the past. It's us right here. It's us today. We form the cheering section for one another as we all run this race with perseverance. We all need the help from one another. In other words, the great cloud of witnesses, it's all of us in addition to all who have gone before us. And our role, the footprints that we leave, is to make sure that we are leaving encouraging footprints so that when we gather in this place, when we come to be the body of Christ, we are helping one another, strengthening one another, encouraging one another, cheering one another on as we run this race of faith. Our location gives us a great illustration of this. This year was the 50th anniversary. You know what I'm talking about. The Peachtree Road Race. Right out there. 50th anniversary and they come down. Now some of you ran it. Didn't you run it? Man just barely moved here and he's running the road race. Others of you ran it. But many were on the sides a part of the great cloud of witnesses cheering others on and right here at mile marker number two, not just cheering others on, but helping with water, (laughs) encouraging with a cold cup of water. It's it's an amazing sight to see the largest 10K in the world and 60,000 people coming down Peachtree aiming at our water station. (laughs) And... It's a frantic pour of water out there. But I thought about that as I read this passage. That's exactly what's going on. We were a part of a great cloud of witnesses, all those who lined the race. And part of that was cheering. Part of it was giving that cup of cold water, that encouragement. And that's what the church is. That's what we do today. And as a new year begins, maybe we can think about in our own lives, not only those who've gone before us with gratitude, but we can look in the mirror and say, what are the footprints that I'm leaving? Footprints of encouragement, footprints of cheering others on. That's what the body of Christ is all about. So last week, there was a blessing of the backpacks. School is beginning, and uh, students and teachers and all who are involved in school were a part of that. Now, some of you, the beginning of school makes no difference in your life. You're, You're not directly connected. You're not going to school. You're just glad you're not in school anymore, you know, for some of you. But can't we all be a part of this cheering section, this great cloud of witnesses, these who come along and offer the the cup of cold water to those who are in school. And that's a part of what the church does, and that's why we had the blessing of the backpacks last week. Or coming up, you heard Josh's announcement about the all-together service of worship. September 15, it begins and continues 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Many of you will take part in that. Others of you won't. It will not be a kind of worship that speaks to your heart. And for others, it will speak to your heart. Okay. 
But we're all a part of the great cloud of witnesses encouraging this ministry and this worship experience. We can all take our part in sharing that cup of cold water to all who come. What is the role that you will play in leaving footprints of encouragement and cheering as a whole new important ministry begins? What about Sunday school? A new Sunday school year just began. We have teachers Teachers who are on the front lines of of ministry in our church who every week open up the Word of God and, and help to teach classes. That may not be you, but what can you do to encourage your teacher? Musicians, what a wonderful choir and musical leadership. You may not be up here, but what can you do to be a part of the great cloud of witnesses cheering them on. You see what I'm saying? We are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. That is the body of Christ today. It is all those who've come before us, and it's all those who surround us. What are the footprints of encouragement that you are leaving day by day? Well, let's move on. Because this is a picture about a race. And the only way to run this race with perseverance is to turn loose of some of the extra baggage that we carry. Notice that this has two parts. Listen to what Hebrews is saying. We are to lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely. Lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely. Every one of us has sinned. The Bible says this, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We've all sinned, and this sin is something that clings closely to us. Through confession, repentance, we can offer our sins to God We can turn and change and hear God's wonderful word of forgiveness. You see, sin is something that can weigh us down and cause us to feel guilty and burden us. But notice, that's not the only thing that's mentioned. We we sometimes quickly go there. Well, every one of us needs to be forgiven of our sins, absolutely. But then it says about the weight. Lay aside every weight and the sin. They're two different things. So we know about the sin part, but sometimes there is the weight. What does that mean? Weight. It is the things we carry in life that we may think is important but it slows us down in running this life of faith. It's something that our culture may say is important, and we want to hold on to it, but but the more that we do, the, the more it slows us down and keeps us from running the race that God has for us. Is it your busy schedule? That's just so busy, there's there's no room for God. Is it 
Is it work, family? Those are all good things. But there can be so much going on in life that we miss out on the very best things. And so we cheer one another on in this great cloud of witnesses, and then we lay aside the sin that clings to us as we confess and give these sins over to God and ask for repentance and ask for forgiveness. But then we also look at our lives and kind of do an inventory. What is keeping me from a close relationship with God? Am I so busy doing other things I don't have time to talk to God in prayer? Am I so busy with work that I never open the Bible? Lay aside the weight of good stuff in order to experience the best. Look at the footprints that you leave in life. Are they sinking too deeply into the ground because the weight is so heavy that you're carrying? And maybe it's time to offer confession and repentance and receive forgiveness and and then lay aside the shackles that might keep you from running the race with perseverance. So we are to run this race, and we're to run this race for a long time. I love the image, run with perseverance, the race that is set before us. We we don't just start, we're not just shooting star kinds of Christians, instead we're to stay with it, to run with perseverance. Some of you may have done some of the leadership reading, Max Dupree, um, leadership guru. He wrote, in Leadership is an Art, he said, A friend of mine describes a colleague as great at running the 95-yard dash. That is a distinction I can do without. Lacking the last five yards makes the 95 yards sure does. So how do we run with perseverance? Keep on keeping on, allowing God to strengthen us day by day. Well, we encourage one another. That's that great cloud of witnesses. We let go of some of the weight that is so hard to carry. That's also a part of it, and we allow God to strengthen us as we do, running with perseverance the race that is set before us. I love the picture of a 90-year-old man who got up every day and for four to five hours practiced his cello. Now this man, his name was Pablo Casals, who at this time was the most famous, greatest cellist in the world. And he was once asked, given your age and given your greatness, why Do you continue to practice every day for all of these years? And Pablo Casals responded by saying, I practice because I have the impression I'm making a little progress. I love that. I see that in in you all. Why are you here? Well, you're here 
You're practicing your faith because there's the impression you're making a little progress. And that's the purpose of this race. It's to run with perseverance all the way to the end, to the finish line. But another part of it is it's to run the race that is set before us. Not just any old race. Not just the race that we might design. We're to run the race that is laid out for us. In fact, if you get in a race like the Peachtree Road Race and you just um, don't follow the path, if you cut through, you know, you'll be disqualified. We run the race that Jesus set for us. Jesus who came and said, follow me, would you trust in me? This race of faith is when we follow. She died last month, and at first her death was hardly noticed, but then it was picked up in an article and another one, and about a month later, most of the news sources were telling of the death of Rosie Ruiz. I don't know if you read about her. She became infamous by winning the 1980 Boston Marathon in, in just a tremendous time, the third best a woman had ever had. And so she was famous, but she was infamous because not too long after that, the race officials checked, and it seemed like she had just snuck on the path, the track, the roadway, with about a mile to go, to the end of the race. And no wonder she had a great time. And she was disqualified from winning that most famous marathon. And even at her death, at age 66, just last month, that's now how she's remembered as the one who did not run the race that was set before her. And so our journey through this life of faith It is to look to Jesus and to run the race that he gives to us. And, of course, that is the final goal in all of this. The only way to excel at this race is to keep our eyes on Jesus, looking to him who is the pioneer and perfecter of the faith, the one who says to us, follow me, and we follow him. And it's not just that we're following him and trying to keep up with him, as if Jesus is running the race and somehow we're trying to keep up with him. Could you ever keep up with Jesus like that? I couldn't. Instead, Jesus says, follow me, but then he comes alongside and strengthens us and helps us and encourages us as we run the race together. It reminds me of my favorite Olympic moment of them all. And it wasn't a moment of victory, but it was a great moment. 1992, Barcelona, you may remember it. Derek Redmond was a British runner. He set out running 400-meter race. And coming near the end, he all of a sudden pulled up 
with a torn hamstring and just fell, crumpled to the, the, the ground. Gasps were in the stands. And, and then, in an amazing thing, he, he got up from the ground and began hopping to the finish line. But then something more amazing happened. <laughs> this big guy comes out of the stands. A big guy who sort of pushed aside a security guard and, and came and came up to him. It was Derek's father. And he came up to his broken down son. And he kind of picked him up and put his arm around him. And the father said to the son, Come on, son. Let's finish this together. And that's my picture of how this race with God is run. Because when we really ask, what are the footprints that we leave? We, we leave our own footprints, footprints of our faithfulness, and we pray that God will find us faithful. But as we look down and we see the, the footprints of ourselves, we also see the footprints of Jesus intermingled with ours, knowing that Jesus came from the glories of heaven all the way to us to pick us up in our sin and to say, let's finish this together. And so, what are the footprints that you will leave in your life how will God find us all faithful? Well, pray with me about this. Loving God, Thank you for the race that is set before us and for the ways that you call us to follow you by faith, running this race. But thank you even more that you come out of the glories of heaven all the way down to our brokenness to pick us up and by your grace and mercy to walk with us, to run with us to the finish line. We're grateful for this amazing grace. And we pray, O oh God, that you will find us faithful as we seek to live for you. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us. If you live in the Atlanta area or visiting Atlanta, come and worship with us in person on Sundays at Second Ponstelian Baptist Church.